Good morning. This is Andrew with our first ever Trajectory Podcast. Thanks for clicking whatever buttons necessary to get you here today. Uh, We'll jump into our devotional, but first, I'd like to pray for us. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for podcasts. Thank you for um, listeners. I pray, God, for those who are listening today that you would bless them. God, that you would encourage them in their walk with you. Uh, If there are those that, that don't know you, I ask that through the Word of God, you would draw their hearts to yours. Uh, We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, I am excited to be with you today. Our devotional will be from John chapter 4, verses 4 through 13. But first, our moment of positivity. So recently I was talking to a friend about importance. I think that as humans, we want to be important people, And I, I don't know if if you're like this or not, (laughs) I'm not going to assume you are, uh, but I generally swing from thinking I'm very important to not important at all. So I I have these big swings. Like if I'm doing really good in life uh, and I'm meeting my goals, I'm like, I am important. I am just super important. I am fantastic. And then when I fail um, and I don't do well, or I'm going through maybe like a period of temptation, I'll think, man, I'm garbage. Man, I just, ah, oh, I just am a loser. And so I have these swings. I go, I go back and forth. And, and I was discussing this issue with him and asking him, you know, what do you think about this? Uh, and about the idea of importance. And he brought up dodo birds. Most of us are familiar with dodo birds. Every time I think of dodo birds, that scene from Ice Age, you know, when all the dodo birds jump off the cliff chasing a watermelon and the guy on the side's like, there goes our last female, that comes to mind. Um, Dodo birds are extinct. That's why we know about them, or that's how we know about them. And I think that if a dodo bird were to be found today, like the last one ever, that bird would be incredibly special. It would be highly prized. And so that's the correlation with us. Uh, We are, as humans, a part of a large group of humans, a large human race. There's something like uh, 7,800,000,000 humans on earth. But none of those humans are you. You're the only you, and when you die, you will be the last you. You will have gone extinct. And that's a tragedy and sad because God made you in his image. God himself was involved in your creation and your design. And so we are special. We are important because we're rare and because we're designed in the image of God. So uh, perhaps instead of worrying about how you could be more like someone else physically or personality-wise that seems like they've got it all together, or worrying about um, performance-based value, instead be thankful that you and I are purpose-built by God, rare, one-of-a-kind, and highly prized. So that's our moment of positivity. Now, to the book of John in the fourth chapter, uh, starting in verse 4. little background before we jump in. Jesus is traveling. He's relocating because he was getting really popular in his last, in his, in his last 
living spot. And so now he's uh, journeying to another place. And his journey takes him through a town in Samaria called Sychar. Uh, there was a really special well in Sychar. Uh, a man named Jacob, who was sort of the father of Israel. Jacob had 12 sons, and the 12 tribes of Israel uh, come from those 12 sons. So this is the guy. Uh, if you want to trace the tribe of Israel back to one one person, this would be the guy, Jacob. And then, of course, his his parents as well could be included in the, in the list. But this is the person that it stems from. He digs this well in Sychar thousands of years ago. And so, in a way, this is kind of like the most special well ever. Uh, Jesus sits down next to this well after a long day of traveling. He's tired out. That's the background. A few more tidbits of information that matter in the story is that uh, Samaritans and Jews are not friends. Jews thought of Samaritans as half-breeds. They were like human mutts to the Jews. And Samaritans hated the Jews too. They're like, well, you don't like us? I guess we'll just not like you. That makes things fair. So that's information that's need to be known before we jump into the story. Uh, here's the passage, starting in verse 4. Uh, now he, Jesus, had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria, Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Uh, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well, drank, it, drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. All right, uh, let's, let's pull this thing apart. So Jesus is hanging out by a well. This woman comes and he asks for a drink of water. The woman is surprised because Jesus is totally not following the social rules of the time. He's breaking the social rules. And so she tells him, hey, listen, this is uh, not socially appropriate. You, you shouldn't be doing this. And Jesus says, well, <laughs> actually, uh, if you knew who I was and the gift that God offers, you wouldn't be surprised because I'm asking you for water. You'd be surprised because you understand that I'm the source of a gift so inestimably great uh, that you should be begging me for things instead of me begging you for things. Jesus is not begging. He's asking nicely. But but understand what I'm trying to say. He's like, actually, you're, you're surprised for the wrong reason. All right? I'm God. And I have brought with me salvation. Okay? And, and if you understood that, you would, you, would be, you would be begging me for this thing that Jesus refers to as living water. And I would be giving that to you. The woman totally doesn't understand. She's staring at Jesus. He's tired out after half a day of walking. Okay? He's probably got dusty sandals. And, uh, you know, his robe and 
definitely not a bucket or a rope to draw water with. And so she's looking at him and is like, mm, I, <laughs> how are you going to get this water, friend? Uh, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep. And you're referring to this water as living water, which sounds pretty special. But is it possible that it's more special than the well that Jacob made for us? Jacob, the great patriarch of Israel? I don't think so. Jesus responds to her questioning by saying, yeah, this water is, is special. This, this well water from uh, Jacob from thousands of years ago. Yeah. But when you drink this water you get thirsty again. I think we can agree with the obviousness of Jesus' statement. I drink um, not that special city water, and it runs through a special filter that I have. And after I drink, about an hour and a half later, I'm thirsty again. So Jesus is right. Uh, our humanity kind of makes it so that we do get thirsty again every once in a while. Um so it's obvious that Jesus is not talking about physical water when he discusses his spiritual water. And then he also directs his words towards her second question, which is, are you greater than Jacob? So her first question is, where do you get the water? And her second question is, are you greater than Jacob? Let's answer both of these. The first question, where do you get the water? Uh, Jesus gets the water from within himself. This water and the gift that Jesus is offering is salvation, eternal life. You may be familiar with that passage in Romans, which says the wages of sin is death, is death. But the gift of God, remember Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, the gift of God, what's the gift of God? Eternal life through Jesus Christ. So this is salvation. This is God's gift. And I think this is the, 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 the living water that Jesus is referring to. Where does Jesus get this water? He sources it from within himself. Uh, the first chapter of John says of Jesus that in him was life. The life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it or comprehend it. So uh, uh, where does Jesus get this water? He gets it from within himself. He doesn't need a bucket and a rope uh, because he bears it within his own being. Him and God share this life together. Okay, second question. Is Jesus greater than Jacob? Jacob's this father of Israel, has these 12 sons. 12 sons create the 12 tribes of Israel. He is the great patriarch of the Israelite nation. In fact, Scripture, instead of calling him Jacob, sometimes calls him just Israel instead. That's how responsible he is for the nation. Uh, is Jesus greater than Jacob? Yes, Jesus is greater than Jacob because Jesus is God and God created Jacob. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty pretty obvious uh, the answer on that one. Okay, instead of answering those obvious questions, though, Jesus actually just compares uh, the salvation that is offered through the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Some of this covenant stuff gets pretty deep, but uh, don't stress out. I'm going to explain it, and, and it will make 100% sense. In the past, Samaritans and Jews were stuck interacting with God, much like how the woman got water, day after day doing the right things, offering the right sacrifices, and performing the right rituals. Year after year, the high priest would present himself uh, to God, representing the people of Israel before him. 
It was tedious and it was tiring. Jesus came to change all that. So that old system, that's called the, that's called the old covenant or the mosaic covenant because the, this guy Moses was the one who uh, wrote it all down on paper and stuff um, and had meetings with God where God helped him set this up and told him what to, to do and write and say. The new covenant, Jesus brings that. This is the new way for people to interact with God, and it doesn't include day after day doing the right things, offering the right sacrifices, and performing the right rituals. Instead, it involves us putting our faith in Jesus, who did all the right things for us, and then we receive the water of eternal life and the Holy Spirit, which isn't a well of life that we have to go to day after day and and pull uh, our life and our existence out of, but instead it's a spring of living water that, that, that blows up from within us as Jesus moves uh, his life within us and the Spirit of God lives within us. Okay, so this is so much better than the old way. The new way is 100% better, and this is what Jesus is trying to explain to the woman. He says, this old system, just like Jacob's old well, sure, it's special, but it's not even close to being as special as the new thing, this new thing that I'm bringing about, this new way of interacting with God because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Here's an application for us. First off, Jesus is the life source, okay? If your life is awful, (laughs) it probably is because you're sourcing it from the wrong well. Jesus doesn't make life easy. So when I say his life awful. I'm not saying is life hard. Those are two different things. Uh, Life is hard, and Jesus doesn't necessarily make life easy, but no matter what, with Jesus, the water is good. Uh, And by water, I'm talking about life in Christ. Uh, Your existence with God is good. We can rejoice because we're saved forever. So today, look to Jesus as the source of life and thank him for creating a way for you and I to be good with God once and for all. And he did this by suffering greatly on our behalf and then rising again. Hey, that's our podcast for today. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, We will be uh, continuing on as the weeks go by. Until next time, God bless you.